Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shane. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shane and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Welcome back. Uh, every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. This week, I'm very excited. Shades, oh, where are we this week? We are enjoying the subterranean island hideout of the supervillain Syndrome. Recently vacated, fully furnished. Fully functional. We got uh, we got indoor volcano lava flow. We got this like crazy waterfall thing. We have like a manta ray ship that uh, we can use. Uh, rocket launch platform. Golf ball transport rail system. It's everything we could ever want. This, this could possibly be our final the destination. Home of the yeah. I mean, this could just be where we record every episode from now on. I strong agree. Because it is strong agree. Well gorgeous. thought out. So if we are uh basically moving into the uh the the layer of syndrome, that well, must I am, mean I am geeking out. I'm geeking out too. That must mean we are talking about Disney, Disney Pixar's, Pixar's The Incredibles. Incredibles. One and two. Yeah. Uh, do we have a theme song this week? I believe we do. I believe we do, too. Iconic. Yeah. Perfect. So, guys, if we are talking both Incredibles movies, we are going to talk and spoil both the 2004, no, 2004 Incredibles Incredibles. and the 2018 Incredibles Incredibles 2. 2. Uh, 14 years apart in our world, moments Moments. apart in the plot of Incredibles. Uh, I think eventually they say three months go by. Okay. Or three weeks. Or I think weeks. Three yeah, weeks. I think it's, it's weeks. It's three weeks, yeah. Because uh, they are not in that hotel for no. for, for long. Um, the, opening of the, uh, the opening of the sequel takes place immediately after. Yes. And then there's yes. a three-week jump. Yep. Uh, I have been looking forward to this one for a long time. Since I saw Incredibles... Yes. I've been wondering when Incredibles 2 was going to oh, come Oh, I think we all were. Yeah. Um... Uh, there are memes online uh, that I absolutely love that was before this was announced that uh, would say, like, we're still waiting on a on a, uh, a sequel for Incredibles, but we've got two car sequels that no one wanted. Right, right, you know, right, right like, yeah. Um, the original Incredibles was incredible. I mean, it was... It was a perfect movie. It was a perfect And movie. it hit before... The wave of the yes. interconnected superhero yes. universe mm-hmm. that we have now. So we got to remember a time in which we had the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, yep. and then here comes Incredibles, and it completely yeah. re-energized a failing superhero film genre with New Blood. Yep. And it was a complex, uh, complex and nuanced story, and complex and nuanced heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also a family draw. Like yep. this, to me, is the movie that made superheroes a family draw. 
This, The Incredibles is basically our first attempt at seeing a well-written, fleshed-out secret identity. Yeah. This is the not-in-the-suit superhero. superhero at home. That... Just getting by. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That Blending Marvel's in. now riding the wave of. Yes. And I would say this directly led to Marvel's interest and ultimate acquisition of Marvel Comics. Disney's? I, did I say Marvel? Yeah. yeah. Disney's, Disney's interest and ultimate acquisition of Marvel Comics. Sure. And we will... We're going to get into it when we get to uh, to race, but I mean, you can really look at The Incredibles as a love letter to Golden Age comics. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, we talk on our show, Geeking Out with Shades of Sketch, yes. a lot about how sometimes movies are made uh, to capitalize on people's interests yes. by people who do not understand the interest or do not understand the source material. Right. Or what actually makes right. people right, love right, this right. so much. This movie to me felt like someone was behind the wheel who grew up loving comics. Brad Bird. Yeah. yeah. Grew up loving and reading and yep. loving and understanding those comics and wanted to take our golden age heroes. Yep. And where, where would we find them? What would their lives be like in... The 21st century. Yeah. And I think, you know, they did a great job with the with the original. Yep. And uh, 14 years later, amidst a drastically changed landscape, we mm -hmm. get a direct sequel. We do. And we'll get to what we think about it. I mean, but it was still a good movie. Oh, yeah. The sequel, yeah. The original. sequel still a very, very good, good movie. movie. I mean, but you can't get better than perfection. And dare I yeah. say it, I mean... The original Incredibles. I would give the original Incredibles a perfect 100. I know we're not doing scores yet. I actually, I, I re-watched The Incredibles before I saw Incredibles 2. I did not. And I sat down and I wrote notes, and usually I write pages and pages of notes. I'm showing you here how many notes I have. Is, Basically uh, half a page. Yeah. My last note is, damn, it's darn near perfect. And I'm going to take out darn near and just say, damn, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, it is the perfect movie. It is. For for a multitude of audiences. And uh, the Jack-Jack attacks. Mm -hmm. um, the little, yeah, that little, little uh, that little, whatever, short. It was the short. Yeah. It was the short that, that came with it. Um with Kari, the babysitter. Yep. Um, there was a girl. <laughs> we, before I lost Food Network. <laughs> taking a task, Comcast. Oh, um, boy. Before I lost Food Network, there was, we were watching, my wife and I, uh, we watched some of these cooking competition shows, and there was a uh, contestant on the last um, Kids Bake Off season yeah, that they sure. had. She looked like a dead ringer for a, a a Kari or Kari. Kari with a C, but it sounds like yes. a K. She looked like the live action version of that girl. Wow. Perfectly. And I mean, that movie came out before she was even born. Right, right, right. And I told my wife that, and I was like, and she's like, yeah, I think so. But she can remember. Right. Way. And so I Googled it, and I didn't even have to finish typing into Google search, it, or it auto filled it like Baking Cook Off Incredibles Girl. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, I'll put that up oh on our boy. Facebook page uh, for for uh, our long-term listeners to to enjoy. So, do you want to start with some uh, history of Incredibles? Do you have any history to talk about with Incredibles? I mean, I, I basically already gave it to us. Yeah. Um, Incredibles went into production in t or was greenlit in two thousand. The mm -hmm. film came out in two thousand four. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I, I really couldn't find much of anything about the history of Incredibles 2 yeah. other than that little tag that they threw at the beginning of the movie with the three main actors. Which we will talk about. We will talk about. Um, this was still a Disney Pixar movie. So this is before they separated uh, because now Pixar... Pixar is, is no longer part of Disney? It's still part of Disney, but they're like allowed now to just say... Just, just Pixar. Pixar, and now there are other movies coming out from that Disney, Disney that are Disney Animation Studios. Right. It used to be that um, Disney was still putting out traditional right. 2D animated movies, and, and then anytime the they would have a computer yeah. aspect one, it would be a And then Pixar. they merged together for they a while. They merged together. It was like Disney Pixar's Cars, yep. Disney yep. Pixar, Toy and Story. And then... Pixar, whatever, was able to just kind of claim ownership of well, movies. I think that's like the. I think Disney learned their lesson with that and gave an autonomy back to all of their their properties that they own: Lucasfilm, yep. Marvel, Pixar, Castle Rock. And then, um, and it, it happened as Disney Studios, uh, Disney Animation Studios, started making their own 3D right. featurettes, and. Um, there's just something to a Pixar movie. There is a yeah. Pixar quality to a Pixar movie that has nothing to do with the animation, but it has to do with the story, uh, the the level of, of emotions and, and the audience that it can reach. Yeah. Um, Strong agree. That a, 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 a Disney Studio of, one. Eh. The lack of cultural appropriation yeah. and stereotypes yeah. in a Pixar movie. Yeah. So, um, you want me to give a synopsis? Please. Of uh, I, I, I did one for both Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2. Because, because they take place basically right after the other, you have to look at these as, as one story. I mean, this is one story from beginning to end. So, uh, I say Disney Pixar tells the everyday, universally relatable trials and tribulations of a classic nuclear family. It just so happens that they are superheroes. The first movie uh, focuses supers. Supers. The the first movie focuses mainly on Bob Parr, uh, the father, kind mm -hmm. of the patriarch of the family, uh, and his uh, growing pains of becoming a middle aged uh, man. Middle manager. Uh, yeah. Uh, except for Bob, his good old glory days that he remembers were when he was the city's most identifiable superhero, Mister Incredible. But once superheroes became illegal, Bob had to hide his identity and lead a perfectly average life for fourteen years. Now an opportunity arises that allows him to relive his youth, but once his family becomes entangled in the resulting danger, Mr. Incredible learns the true value of his life and actions. That's the first movie. Wow, that's great. Without giving too much away. We'll do that in a moment, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and then the second movie that just came out this summer, uh, Helen, the mother of the family, re uh, receives her time to shine. Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Mirroring the first movie's real-world problem turns super, Helen leaves the household routines to Bob as she returns to work as the hero uh, that the uh, now that the world's stance on heroing has softened. Helen, a.k.a. Elastigirl, teams up with a benevolent organization hoping to make her the poster child of the resurging superhero movement, but after thwarting a supervillain, Helen learns that not everything as it appears, and she has a bigger task to accomplish with the help of her family. Faced with the choice of right versus legal, Helen must save not only the city, but the future of her children. Well done. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. All right. You want to get into scores right away? Sure. All right. Uh, before we do scores. But before we do scores. How much do you think this movie cost to make? I... I don't know how much these animated movies take to make. I really don't. We've reached an interesting place in cinema. Okay. 
They 200, take two hundred million dollars. Wow, which was the cost of like Justice League and Solo and yeah. Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So it's like a movie just pretty much costs costs that kind of money that these kind days. Of money yeah. these days. A big whether movie. it's a big animated movie. or live action. Mm-hmm. Well, think of how much quote unquote live action movies are animated. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, <clears throat> plus, you have big name actors in this right. that you need to pay. And uh, how did it, what did it make? How do you, how, what do you think it grossed? Oh, I think it, it far surpassed. I think it made in, in nine hundred and forty three million dollars to be the fourth highest movie of twenty eighteen behind the Marvel releases, uh-huh. and the ninth highest animated movie of all time. Wow. Wow. It is nestled right behind Incredibles 1. Wow. Combined, they've made $1.5 billion. And in my opinion, they have earned every penny. Yes. Oh, Strong agree. Yeah. They are absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's do scores. Let's get into scores. All right. IMDb yes. gives the Incredibles, and I just got the scores for Incredibles 2. We're, guys, we're just going to assume Incredibles 1? Perfect. Across the board. Uh, perfect across the board. Uh, IMDb gives an 8.2. Hmm, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, n- critic score 93%. All right. And score 87%. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, Metacritic, an 80%. Critic score, fan score 8.1. Okay. Google reviewers, 94%. Google reviewers love this movie. Shades. Geeking out with Shades and Sketch gives Incredibles 2 an 85. Now, okay. if I were going to rank the entire Incredibles universe, yes. Incredibles to me is damn near perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would give that movie a perfect 100. So if I had to balance these two out, I would give the universe like a combined score of a 93. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's very good. Thank you. I was just trying to pull up the Rotten Tomato scores of the original, but it's not loading, but that's okay. We'll assume it's very, very high. Um, I had a hard time separating the two movies. Oh, look, they loaded. Critic score, Incredibles, number one, 97. Yeah, there we go. Audience score, 75. Wow. Don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. At all. What do you guys want? Jeez. It's Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, 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 that does I, defy my Disney logic with yeah, it does, doesn't Rotten it? Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. I also give Incredibles 1 a perfect score. Um, and I thought Incredibles 2 was, was really, really good. If I were to, to score just Incredibles 2, I'd give it like a 95 or a 96. Wow. Okay. Um, so uh, my whole universe, my Incredibles extended universe, I would give a uh, 98. All right. It is flipping fantastic to, to use a shadesism. Would you say it is... Incredible. I would say it is incredible, and it's incredible, too. Fantastic. And I'm geeking out. I am geeking out. Because this this movie, little uh, geeking out history for you, this coined the term for us of geeking out. Geeking out, yeah. Um, Syndrome has the the realization that Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl got married and got busy. And you got Busy! And oh man, I am geeking, geeking out. out! And we've basically been saying that ever since. Ever since. And so when it was time to name our little 
show here. A little foray through the multiverse. Like, well, obviously, what do we do all the time? We geek, we geek, geek out. out. So, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, just put in a syndrome saying it right here. Oh, man! I'm still geeking out about it! So, uh, let's start Shades. Syndrome voiced by Jason Lee. Oh, which was perfect. So good because at one point, Mr. Incredible, when he's trying to remember his name. Right. Uh, what is, what, what, what Buddy, Buddy Brody. Brody? Little nod to Jason Lee's uh, character in Kevin and, Smith's and, yes. movie universe um, from, oh, the 90s. I feel old. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, so, The Incredibles, it's going to be really difficult for me to talk about one over the other. So my rants and raves are kind of going to be... They go back and forth? Yeah, they're going to be kind of blended together. Guys, I did not rewatch The Incredibles. Um, That's okay. I don't feel like I needed to. I didn't need to. I legitimately wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to, but, yeah. I, you know, but time's we're, limited. But we're adults. Of... We talk about this all the time. We're adults. Full, full confession. And I had all... some trouble seeing Solo. And we have a lot of cartoons to see. We have a lot of cartoons to see. Because we are... Adults, guys. We are man children with lots of cartoons to watch. I actually, um, well, I don't. I wasn't gonna put this on the podcast. I'll say it anyway. I recently had a child, and the congratulations, thank you. Sketch. And uh, the your own your own little doodle, my own little doodle, doodle doodle in the presence. Um, and Incredibles because I watched it to see the second one. Incredibles was his first Good, movie. That was I wanted to ask you, but I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, how, did. Since you became a parent, yeah. has this changed the way you look at Incredibles at all? I don't think so. It was odd. Um, I had a friend of mine ask me the same exact question. Like, did you really identify with Incredibles 2? Because the, a lot of the plot is Bob trying to maintain Jack-Jack. Right. You know? Um, I think my kid is still too young Dude, to kind a of little, be, a yeah, to be that right rambunctious. And I still, I don't know, something about one still I identify with yeah. more. But, I mean, I've loved this. In, in 2004, what were we? We were in college. We so, were in college. Um, did we go to Solomon Pond Mall and we see must've. this? We must have. I did see it in theaters. So I did also. We must have gone to see it. Um, but the thing is, you don't even need, you, you don't even you don't need, need to, be a parent. to be a parent. Because these movies, um, well, this is my first rave. Can I just get into my first rave? Right? Yeah, we're, we're let's Rants start raves. with Raves. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the fact that at, at its heart, the Incredibles movies are, um, they're just family dramas. Hmm. Yeah. And they're super relatable. There's a pun there. See, super well, relatable. Well. Because they're telling stories that we have grown up with, both in our own lives, if, you're, if you happen to be in a family, and... If you've watched anything, if you've watched sitcoms or movies that have to do with families. I mean, the first movie is the story of a man going through a midlife crisis. His wife starts suspecting an affair, as is one would, a trope of would normally do in this, right. in this situation. It just so happens that... His, uh, his affair is with... His affair is his with... His old life as a super. Exactly. And the glory days he's missing, like I said earlier, is, right. is when he was a superhero, not when he was like the football star of his high school. Um, yeah, it's like they say they're going bowling, right? Yeah. And they listen to but, police But they're, they're being vigilantes yeah. out, in, out in the community. and um, Which is another trope of like animation and sitcoms. Yes. Like the Flintstones always just go and bowling, right? So, and the Jetsons. It's so smart. It really like is. Like the way they did that because you recognize it 
without knowing your That's all of us it. pining after our glory days exactly. of whatever they were, whether exactly. it's college or sports or, or like uh, um, music or uh, any kind of any whatever, whatever that you've had to give up in your life, yeah. either through like time or responsibilities or injuries. Yep. Maybe you, you just universal. have too many cartoons to watch for your yes, podcast. Seriously. You know? Yes. Great but time to be a geek. It's so it's a it's a movie about superheroes, but it's so relatable. It really is to everybody. Yeah, you know, and and the second movie fits right on that too because now Helen's back to going to work. It's to, it's time for her to um, go out there and her experience be the uh, be the breadwinner. Be the breadwinner, and uh, you know it's that classic story of dad fumbling, you know, trying to figure out the. The routines of everyday life with the kids and mom balancing work and family. Oh, I mean, it's new math. It's really <laughs> why would they change math? It works. Such great question, Bob. And it's so great question. So true. So true. It's so true. Yeah. yeah, this is the way they want us to do it. Amazing. Oh, oh it's yeah. Oh, oh, and. Oh, never mind. That was in Ant Man. I'll get to that later. What no. we, we talk about because <laughs> Ant Man had a great thing too. Um, but uh, just the fact that these, at their heart, are the stories about a family that we can all relate to yes. is a huge ray. Just because it's done so artfully. Great. Do you have a ray? I do have a ray. Okay. Um, the characters, after 14 years, mm -hmm. the characters still felt fresh, mm -hmm. unique, and they grew over the course of the film. Yeah. Um, it, you know, examining gender roles in the home mm -hmm. and identity roles, um, age, um, uh, Frozone, the well put together, friendly African-American hero who's still super cool. Yeah. Not like a pun with his power. He's like a cool guy and has a cool life and has a cool apartment. Oh, Frozone, um, since the beginning, has, has been, been so cool. the one yeah. I have been like, right? well, you know me, I have a thing for ice powers. You do. And, but he, like, he's, of all the ice heroes in the multitude right. of everything we've seen, right. Frozone is the coolest. Oh, yeah. Pun intended. intended yes. And unintended. Okay. He is epic. But, like, a lot of times when you get, like, um, a black hero, mm -hmm. they're, like, Urkel-esque. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Hollywood has this issue with, like, you can't be, like, cool and heroic mm -hmm. and black mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved... Frozone says nay-nay. <laughs> yeah, Frozone, absolutely. Frozone says watch with, me. Without, and, and so you might be listening to this, but what about Luke Cage? Like, well, Luke Cage is, like, hyper-violent. <laughs> And yes. actively in the hood. Yes. And actively involved with, like, gang life and culture. And Luke Cage came out recently. Re yes. And Luke Cage takes place in the, in the present, right. Uh, Incredibles takes place throughout the 40s and 60s. Yes. In this, like, hyper-stylized mm -hmm. mod version. Uh, in the same way that Gotham is a throwback to the 30s, mm -hmm. their world is like a throwback. It's like a hyper-stylized 1950s with elements of the 40s and 60s. Mm -hmm. So, like, Frozone is cool. Frozone is inspirational. Mm -hmm. He's a role model. He's a hero. And he's black. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome to see. And Helen is a stay-at-home mom in the first movie, but, mm -hmm. like, hyper-capable mm -hmm. and powerful in her own right. Yeah. And Bob is, like, a, Mr. Incredible is 
a, a hero, mm -hmm. super strong, and a great dad. Yeah. It's like it's breaking this idea that you, if you're a hero, you're broken somehow. Yeah. It's just like, and, and they did that in the first movie. They continued it in the second movie, but made it feel new somehow yeah. still. I don't know even what it was. I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback, if okay. I may, as, as we do. Because that is one I wrote down. Um, that when paired together, the first movie and the yep. second movie, it's a perfectly balanced depiction of family and heroes in terms of gender bias. Yeah. Because... Helen is just as strong as Bob, and they both miss the glory days. Yes. There is a legitimate reason why Bob is the main super of the first movie. Yes. That has nothing to do with his gender. Right. There is a legitimate reason why Helen is the, yes. the, the main super of the second movie that has nothing to do with right. her gender. They are super capable. Yes. And the circumstances that they find themselves in have absolutely nothing, nothing to, to do, do with gender. Yes. Um, and I'm also going to include that at home, too. Like, just right. to see the role of mom yep. and dad in raising the kids. It's really nice to see the depiction of a wife who is not just stay at home with the kids or not just off doing her own thing to, to make the money. And it's not the, the story of a father doing the same exact thing. It's a story of compromise with both, sacrifice for both, and trying to get the whole package as a team, as a duo. Have you played Uncharted 4 yet? Not yet. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I will not say what I was going to say. Thank you. Long-time listeners, you might be at home being like, what? You spoil everything, Shades. Yeah, but... Uh, but not... Not for sketch. sketch. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I just... I ended that by saying that Helen is a, I, and I wrote perfect, so I will say perfect, perfect role model for girls. Strong agree. I mean, you, you talk agree. about how it is so important these days for young women to have characters yes. to look up to. I do say you that know, all the like, time. You do say that all I the do. time. I mean, sarcastically while you're rolling your eyes. I know. But our long-time but, listeners can't see the they are roll, so... Your secret is safe with me. Thank you. Um, you know, we hear that said, you know, now the doctor's going to be right. portrayed by a female. Uh, when we got the the Ghostbusters and right. Ray being the latest Jedi in Star Wars. Helen, in both two and in one, is such an amazing role model. Yep. I mean, for everybody, but we'll we'll target right now, we'll tar we'll target young women. I mean, this is a female character who has a strong desire to have a family mm -hmm. and raise a family, but has dominated her field, can return to her field, can find the balance in her life, and can kick some major ass. Oh, yeah. You know? And I love that the reason that she's chosen to be the poster child is because when they when they look at Mr. Incredible, Frozone, and Elastigirl's saves over right. the years, Elastigirl has caused the least, least amount of damage. Damage, yes. And so that it's it was not like I was having trouble remembering that remembering when you were um, 
talking about why they pick her for the poster child, and it was yeah. an economic yes. analysis. And it, it was wasn't, like it wasn't because mis- like they're strong and imposing, or they have a bad rep. It was because yes. she caused the least amount and of it was collateral damage. Perfect. Like that yeah. line was perfect because you almost expect, right? If it was written differently, yep, they'd make a big deal about her being well, a woman. It's time for the yep. woman to shine, and that 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 Whether doesn't help the cause. Or, it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. And this was so smart. You're absolutely right. It, they do all of the things that need to be done. And there's, you know, there's another archetype for this out there now mm-hmm. that wasn't there when the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. Supergirl, mm-hmm. which does not do as good a job of doing this as Incredibles did. Yeah. They, they take the easier route of girl power. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the solution is often because she's compassionate because she's a woman. Yep. She's let this because it all comes back to like all all the men can't save the day because yep. they're some they're less compassionate than mm-hmm. her. And and Incredibles never does that. And they also didn't pull the trope of Elastigirl only fights women. Oh yeah, no. Which I know you hate. I hate that. I hate that too. I hate when that's just. We'll give the lady a lady to fight. Right. Uh, spoiler alerts for Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. Screenslaver does end up being yeah. an- another woman. It does. But Elastigirl has to fight her way through hordes of mm-hmm. men, women who are being controlled by yes. Screenslaver. Yes. And she pulls no punches. No. And they pull no punches. No. It's great. And it's a kids movie. I mean, it so is we're, a kids we're movie. not getting we're not getting uh, super gruesome violent, right. you know, here, but um, Nobody loses any appendages, we, we get some great action, action sequence. Scenes. And um, that brings me to the next rave. And uh, well, I'll just I'll just finish this one, great. too. Even though this Incredibles 2 focused on Helen, yes. obviously, because because she was the one in in, uh, in the limelight. Helen was. A, a still a strong role model in the first movie too. Yes, yep. uh, she is not the the helpless wife at home while Bob goes out and does this stuff. When she starts suspecting Bob of just whatever of, right. of holding secrets, she takes upon herself to well, let's figure stuff out. And she finds right. she goes to Edna's and yep. gets the information. And then when she figures out that he's in trouble. Right. She gets her old buddy on the phone. Right. Gets a, a, a jet. Right. Takes off to Bob. Not necessarily to save him. Right. But just to be like, what the, f- can you right. please fucking explain yourself? Like, right. And uh, and then the kids are involved because they sneak aboard. And now not only is she doing that, but she's protecting them at the right. same time. I mean, she is epic. Right. And at the very end that of. That scene where in the first one where the jet ex- explodes. Oh, the whole jet sequence. Gosh. And then when it explodes and she's the parachute. Yes. Like getting them all to safety. She's the parachute and then and she's, she's the, the boat. boat. And then at the end of the movie. We're spoiling it. Whatever. When, when um, Syndrome has Jack Jack. Right. Right. And. Throw. They're me. like, throw, throw, throw something. Throw the car. Throw, throw, and he goes, I can't. I'll hit Jack Jack. Right. And she just goes, throw me. Right. I mean, like, no thought of yeah. Bob has to do something. Right, right. I need to get the kids. Out. Throw me. I'm the I'm the right one for right. this. 
I'll take care of it. Oh, oh, I'm getting so chills. So I mean, good. just thinking about this. Yeah, right. I need to go home and watch Incredibles. You should because it's such so a good movie. Good. Anyway, I could I could honestly talk about Helen Parr all day. Long. Great. Then but let's I keep won't. doing it. Okay. Uh, my next rave is Elastigirl's hero sequence in Incredibles two with the train. With the Elastic Cycle and the train. Yes, that was Show me so something different and good. I'm all in. That was so And good. I saw this and at like when we saw the Elastic the Elastic Cycle for the first time, I was like, ah, oh, Sketch is gonna love this. Yeah. It's gonna oh, love it was this. Whatever, so like, cool. Sketch Sketch is gonna love this. It was just give me an Elastic movie at this point. I'm in. We I'm in. We have had Marvel and DC both have elastic superheroes. Yes. They're always guys. They're always guys, sure. But we have never seen someone mm -mm. use their elastic powers so artfully right. as, as Helen does. I think that's another reason why I think movie-wise, right. like behind the curtain at Disney, Helen was chosen for this movie. Because with, with Bob, there's so much, so, only so much you can do with like punching your way right. through things. Um, like Frozone says in the first right, movie, right, right, right. why did you run out of muscles? You know? <laughs> um, but Helen's power lends itself to such oh, unique, so good. Such uh, a good movie. unique ways to use her power. Right. And she is like so effortless with it, whether she's, you know, parachuting to slow down a train right. or she's using it to top her motorcycle right. or swing from place to place. It's like so visually compelling right. to watch her fight. So that scene was. I mean, of the of this of the summer, there's been a lot of superhero movies this summer. Mm. That was the best superhero sequence scene of, yeah. of any of, agree. of the superhero movies. Of Black Panther, of Ant Man and the Wasp, yep. of Infinity War. Yep, it was great. Uh, I'll I'll even say of Justice League and go back to last year. Yeah, because I mean, it was and it was nice to see one character. Yeah, trying to do one thing. Right. You know. Um, and small. so good at it. Yeah, yeah. And Dash, Dash calls in the middle. Yes, yes. Yeah, honey, yeah, your yeah. dad has to find out. Okay, mom's busy right, right now. Right, right, right. Yep. You got another? Uh, another rave? Yeah, yeah. It's your rave, though. Oh, it is my rave. Yeah. Okay. I just get so I get so. I know into we Helen get. Uh, um, we get caught up. Also, her voice raves. actress. Her voice is just like perfect. Holly for, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Her voice is, is just like just perfect. Anyway, that wasn't the rave. I was just. The shade side, I got little hearts in my eyes. Yep. I don't like, I'm not like romantic. I, listen, if you look online, there's a lot of people who are like, no, there are, a, there are like, some, oh, Ellen Barr. All actually, right. don't, don't look. Yeah, don't actually don't look. Do it. Don't um, do it. Uh, Holly Hunter, uh, sometimes you get a, a voice actor that's matched with a character, you're like, eh, they don't fit. Yeah. And Holly Hunter's voice for this character is perfect to the extent of sometimes I now then like see Holly Hunter, I'm yeah. like, that voice doesn't go with her. That's Helen Parr. That's like Elastigirl. I'm like, oh wait, but Elastigirl is a cartoon character. She's got the um, just the the, the little like southern yeah southern twang, and her her voice is just just has the hint of an edge right enough to know that like she can kick some ass. She can kick some ass. Yeah, you know she can be sweet. She can get shit done. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, that that uh, was Holly that Hunter, wasn't even my race. Um, this the senator that dies in Batman versus Superman. Oh, that's her? That's her. Oh. Oh, grandma's, with grandma's peach tea. Peach tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a bummer. 
I know, right? Yeah. Well, at least she lives on Elastigirl. Yep. Um, I am going to rave about the setting and the motif of the Incredibles world. This, we you talked about it a little bit earlier, like the yeah. stylized. Mm-hmm. It's a real celebration of Golden Age comic books. Yeah. And and it itself is, excuse me, like a storytelling device. Oh, absolutely. Just by seeing where this city and where this world is set. Just the visuals, you know the morals of this world. Right. Nothing needs to be explained. You get just by seeing like, oh, okay, this is kind of, this kind of has like a, like a 50s-esque mm-hmm. feel. Right. Okay. I know where the characters are coming from. I know the world they live in. I know the dangers they, right. they have. We don't right. need like backstory upon backstory upon right. backstory. We don't need, do you remember when blah, 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 blah. Right, we don't need a we don't need a bat suit uh, or a robin suit in a case with ha 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 right. written all over it. We, we just know just by setting it in yes. this place, it does the dual purpose of oh, we're in a comic book, right, and we're celebrating it, and we get it, right, and also on the same side, um, the image does the work for us. Like we can focus now on the story right. because you know where we are. You know, not just the physical setting, but the the, the atmosphere, right, And I just thought it was. It's so smart. It was just a really smart decision to do it that way. I agree. I strong agree. Um, uh, Maybe actually a a little bit of a disagree between the first and the second movie. The first movie does it more. Yes. The second movie, that was, it wasn't enough to be a rant, Mm -hmm. but the second, it kind of seemed like they forgot that element. The environment did not seem to convey the same as it did in the first movie. An aspect I will say about the second movie that I did not write down in my rants, because again, it's not big enough, like you said, but it, it fits with what you just said. The second movie does come off more as a superhero movie. Right. Whereas the first movie comes off as a family drama with superheroes. Right. And the second movie comes off more as a superhero movie about a family. Right. You see the subtle difference there? Yes. Because of that shift... I do think you lose some of that nuance yes. of the setting and, and a little bit of the emotional tone. And I get it. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Right. But I, I can hear that being said at a table somewhere. Right. Like, well, we're, we right. got to hold up to all these superhero movies that right. we're putting out ourselves. <laughs> you know? uh, so we have to make this more action-oriented. Yep. And uh, Incredibles 1 had amazing action scenes as well. Agree. Strong agree. Is it my Yours. my rave? Uh, the villain. Screenslaver is a great Jeez. villain, particularly for <clears throat> excuse me, 2018. Mm-hmm. What a great commentary on what's happening mm-hmm. in 2018 without ham-fisting what's happening in 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's both obvious and relevant. Yeah. And smart. Yep. We are so, we talk about this all the time, the bubble, the news feed, mm-hmm. um, you, know, how, you know, how we're insulated, um, how you, the difference in 24-hour streaming news networks, right? We're all slaves to yeah. the world that we've pigeonholed ourselves into. What a great way of putting that in our face and giving us a, a lesson, a moral, and a solution yeah. without He's Robin. Yeah. He's Robin. I'm going to, 
He's Robin. Yep. I'm going to put it in your face here. Shays is uh, thrusting he's, his hand in my face again. This is what he does. He's Robin. Yep. He's Robin, everybody. His name's, his actual, his real name's Robin. Yeah, his Robin. Why does he go by Robin? Robin, get it, everybody? Um, that, uh, for those not in the know, that is a uh, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises, Rises yeah, reference. Yeah. Um, th- it's funny that you, you bring that up because uh, I was with family last night, saw some extended family, and uh, I was talking to my cousin about this movie, actually, because he asked what I thought. And that was one of the things that we talked about, how which was so subtly done and surprising in this movie, to let a a multi billion dollar media corporation like Disney right. have as the villain of their superhero movie multi million dollar yes. media corporation. Um, it was. Surprising when you step back and you see where did this come from? Right. Like, what's the message? What's the message here? Right. And again, like you said, this is not like a blatant message of corporations are evil. Yes. Screens are bad and right. get outside. Unplug. Yeah. It was Go play catch. it was just tag. it was just like a be careful. Right. You know? Like it's not as safe as you think it is. And kind of you know, we're we're giving them the power over us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let me ask you this about the villain, because I mean, I I listed the the villain, Evelyn Dever, yes, her name, aka Screen Slaver. Evil Endeavor, yes, Evel- yeah. As the so, so, um, like, wow, how did this movie get out? As at the, Disney? I listed her as a rant, but only as as a tiny minor rant, because again, I gave this thing like mm-hmm. ninety eight, and again, only because to me, she doesn't compare to Syndrome. In Incredibles no. one. Exactly. I mean, who's going to compare to Syndrome? That's the problem. That's the problem. Just like the movie, you can't top the movie. You cannot top Syndrome you as a You can't top villain. Syndrome. Holy shit. What a good villain. What a great villain. And when I say what a great villain, I'm not talking about in Disney. I'm not talking about. Just in general. Yes, I'm just talking about. What a great what villain. A, one of my top five. Because when everybody's villains. super, then no one is. There were so many great lines yeah. in that movie. Uh, what was another one? Um, oh, what was I think I wrote it down? Oh, oh, when Bob says they're just finding ways to celebrate mediocrity. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that was in two thousand four, right? It, like as I feel like that was really yep. still on its rise, or um, uh, saying everyone is special is just the same same as saying no, no one is. is. Love these things. Such a great movie. You know what? You know what other line was great? I'm just at this point. I'm just geeking out. <laughs> I'm just geeking out about lines. Um, that at the end, um, when 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 Mister Incredible is breaking down, right. um, and and he's, he's like, "I'm not strong enough. I'm right? Not, I'm not strong enough." And Helen thinks he's talking about Debbie right. Syndrome, and uh, he goes, "No, I'm not strong enough to lose you again." Right. Oh, oh, my heart. Right. Like, oh. That that's fucking good writing. Man. Yep. That is fantastic. Oh yeah. Anyway, back to syndrome. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard geek out right here. Okay. Whenever syndrome syndrome yeah. has no powers. No powers. He's like Iron Man gone har- horribly wrong. Yes. But all of syndrome's control mm-hmm. are on his gauntlets. Yes. And it's totally a riff on Space Ghost Coast to Coast whenever he uses oh, yeah. his. Yeah. Whenever he, he makes a great audio. Yeah. Ooh, wow, ooh, wow. That's good. Hey. Shades is yeah. poking his ooh. forearms right now. You guys, was, you guys get it. You see it. Geeking out. Um, 
Makes a great audience. Syndrome as as a bad guy. I mean, he he kind of has the story of Jason Todd in that he yes. is the the fallen uh, sidekick. Incredible boy. Except Mr. Incredible never wanted Incredible. He wasn't really his sidekick. Wasn't really a sidekick. Not affiliated. Not affiliated. Not affiliated. Not affiliated. Um, and by and by being pushed away by Mr. Incredible, he got jaded and upset. Right. And but but he was smart and he could make these things, and he could destroy supers with his tech, and then he could become the super. And then when he's done and tired and bored of being that, he'll just sell it sell off. Sell it. I mean, it makes sense. It really does. And at the same time, what makes this that's so sinister. What makes it so well written is that. Bob, Mr. Incredible, wasn't really wrong in turning Incredible oh, Boy away. No, it was a, a liability. Uh, Incredible Boy was going to get himself killed, killed or others. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. But you can understand why Incredible Boy took it the way he did. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's just one of those situations that, like... Because it's kind was of inevitable. A child? Yes. Right. And no one sat down. Like this, this isn't so much on Mr. Incredible as it is on his parents, who should have been like, yes. hey, hey, can you not go out in vigilante well, at nine years old? Well, here's a, here's the thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's that. But it was also a great message of like it took, and it was too late. It took becoming a parent for Mr. Incredible yeah. to realize how to reach Buddy. Yes. But it was too late. It was too late. And it's like, it was like a double-edged, like, Buddy clearly had terrible parents, but also Bob was not yet ready to mentor right. anybody. Fairly enough, because yeah. he was years away from having kids of his own. He probably didn't know how to talk. He had to talk to kids differently than he right. talked to, talk to adults. And Buddy was the one that kept making it about, it's because I don't have powers, isn't right. it? Right. Mr. Incredible never no, brought up. No, it's because you're a like nine-year-old you know? boy. Like, and this guy's name is Bomb Voyage. Right. He blows shit <laughs> up. <laughs> like it's he th he throws lit cartoon explosives. Yes. You will die, buddy. <laughs> um, and so he was kind of like an inevitable villain. Right. Like he was just going, just going to happen. And just his motivations were so, so strong. Evelyn though had good motivations too. She did. The yeah. fact that her her father died. Because no supers were around to, but no supers were around because they were being killed by syndrome. They were being killed by syndrome. Exactly. That was that was the thing. Gazer Beam mm -hmm. was dead. Yes. Yeah. Gazer Beam well, was they, dead. The the um the 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 real folly of of Evelyn is misplaced anger. Right. She was taking it out on the supers. She she was. She was put. She was giving just as much responsibility to the supers as her father did. Right. It's the same thing that got her father exactly. killed. Exactly. It's the same reason her brother is so involved in the superhero if, thing, if and then she's just the negative version. Of right. That. If yeah. you haven't seen the movie, they're the children of this billionaire who funded superheroes, mm -hmm. and then when he's older mm -hmm. and there's a break in in his house, he calls the supers that he funded, and they don't show up. Yes. Now. If you haven't seen the first movie or you forget, you might be saying like, oh, well, supers were outlawed and it was, you know, a huge liability for them to go to his aid. No. No. They were dead. Syndrome. Killed them. Killed them. We see Gazer Beam's corpse. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I forget the, the name movie. of the other one, yeah, but I'm pretty too. sure he's listed as one of the ones that Syndrome's um, robot has, robot already, has defeated. already defeated. Yes. Either that or he is one of the ones whose cape killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no capes. No capes. Do you have another, oh, another, another rave? Uh, I'm out of raves okay. for this movie. I am also out of raves, but now that I brought it up, let's just talk about Edna for a second, because I fucking Ed, love Edna. Edna mode. She's freaking hilarious. And I didn't know how they were going to... Bring her back? Bring her back for make the second movie and still make her like, give us that Edna, but in a new way. Oh, well, when, guess she was what? Like, when she was rant, like, ranting about like somebody else designing yes. Elastigirl's new suit. Yes. Um, perfect. And when she was so disgusted yep. with Jack-Jack, I'm like, oh, uh, no, I don't do children. I don't do children, darling. But then so by good, the yeah. end, like, Jack-Jack is like the, is like her muse. It's right. like the perfect yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. thing for her to experiment with with right. her designs. They just become like so inseparable. That was, I was so skeptical that there was going to be an organic way to bring right. Edna in. And by golly, did they find yes, a way. Yes, they did. Yeah. That was, that was, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Incredibles. One and two. Great movies. I don't want to. I don't either, but. but do you have any rants? I do. We are professionals and we have to rant we where, there are, where there are rants. Uh, first and foremost, mm -hmm. too much time has gone by. Too in our world. Too much time. Too much has happened mm -hmm. in between Incredibles 1 and 2. Yes. 14 years. Yep. We've gotten Netflix, Marvel, Daredevil, mm -hmm. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. They have told this story mm -hmm. that supers have real lives and real real problems. Mm -hmm. um, there are other things that have kind of done this better now. Uh, there was a very short-lived ABC series, live action, that basically told this story. Really? I only got like one or two seasons. No, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, I have vague memories of it. I watched the pilot and then I... So vague that you could tell me I hallucinated them. And but I it's real. It's it real. is real? Yeah. This coming from the guy who told me he read Ready Player One, it, he has... No, it's, he has, it's real. He has it's, pure memories of reading Ready Player One but in I also, But I also, in that same vein, yes, said I knew that, that it yes. was impossible. This was a real show. Okay. I can't think of it. I want to say it's the Goldbergs, but I know it's, it's not, not the Goldbergs. It's not the Goldbergs. Because that's a different thing. Yeah. But this, it didn't, it didn't get a second season. Okay. It didn't work. Okay. Because, you know. Um, Nickelodeon has also done something mm -hmm. with, like, the Thundersons or something like that. Okay. Maybe. I'm not Or maybe not that is the ABC show. I don't be. know. But, um... A lot, too much time has gone by, and other things have told this story as maybe not better, but in a different way that is maybe more relevant yeah. for today. Um, the voice of Rick Dicker, um, who's the like the man in black, Rick, yes, died. Oh, he and did. It was a, so that it was, was the different... first thing I noticed when he appeared on screen. I was like, "That's not Rick Dicker." Uh... Um, I can't think of his name. And he only died in 20, 2018. Yeah, but it was he was sick. He couldn't do it, mm. and. Uh, a lot of the cast sounded 14 years older. Well, particularly Craig T. Nelson sounded like granddad. It brings me... Like Craig T. Nelson was old in 2004. Right. I think he's got to be like in his late 60s or early 70s now. And it... Again, we, we talked about this a little bit off mic. It at least worked for this because he right. was an overtired... right. Right. Haggard it worked father. The story of this, so it worked in this one. Elastigirl sounded just a little 
Did you think so? Times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what about the kids? They had a different voice. Did actor they have for, different voice Dash. Okay. Because I was going to um, say, I didn't notice a difference. Violet that's, that's is... That's where you think you um, Somebody else. I can't think of her name now, but it's David Sedaris' sister. Oh. Amy Sedaris. Okay. Amy Sedaris is cool. the voice of Violet. And it's still the voice of Violet. Well, I will say that the 14-year gap was difficult because, again, I really enjoyed the movie. Right. But we talked about this off mic. Did I think it warranted the 14-year break? Did I look right. at? Did I come away from it and go, "Oh, that's right. why they it's took not their like time. animation that's got drastically right." Better I mean, the animation is the 14 years very good, and you can but look the at animation the animation. The first one is also the other very one is good. also very good. I mean, it holds up really, really well. But you do come away from this one going, "Why?" Why did it have to take 14 years? What what exactly were we waiting to Cars catch two up and on? three, Bolt one and two. Um, Wait, Bolt got a sequel? Maybe it was direct to video, but oh. yeah, Bolt got a sequel and a series. Bolt though wasn't Pixar. Bolt was oh, uh, was it really Disney animation? Yeah. Oh, but still, I mean, like mm-hmm. the things that have come out, the yeah. things that have gotten sequels. Yeah. Um, a Toy Story movie, which yep. we know takes forever to get those voice actors Monsters together. Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Got a second one. University. Monsters University, yep. yeah. Um, why did it take 14 years? It, and here's the thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't nitpick against this. Right. I wouldn't say boo. I wouldn't either. That's a shout out to uh, Monsters, Inc. Yes. boo, the little girl. Um, but you can't start the movie. Yeah. With three of your actors saying three leads, your three leads, Sam Jackson saying, "We know we've made you wait." Holly Hunter, it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. Then you guys know this. I say this a lot. You can't go in with expectations. You just can't. You have to see these things fresh. I had no expectations for this movie. The The first one was amazing, and I was just like, "Just do justice by the first one." That was it. The first thing you get, though, is the actors right. bolstering your expectations. It was worth the wait, guys. Well, then you better oh, well. deliver. Yeah. And I think they tried. And I think they got close. But I don't think they delivered on it being, quote, worth the wait. Right. This movie could have come out five years after. Right. And I would have been, I think, much more blown away with the same exact movie. Because, like you said, I've experienced less mm-hmm. of what has come out recently. And I didn't have to wait that long. Right. That wait gives you anticipation. That anticipation builds and your I, expectations. I really wonder. Uh, animation just doesn't take the same amount of time as it used to. Mm. The technology is there now. Mm. I mean, you can... You can shoot a movie in like three months, and then the thing that takes like a year or a year and a half is all of the CGI modeling. You know what I mean? Like animation does not take the years that it used used to take. Like I remember sitting in a theater and watching like the screen trivia that it took a team of animators a year to animate one episode of The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. And they had in a... 26 episode season they had 26 different animation right. teams the, that is no longer the case by hand animation is a grueling process yes 
Um, Computer animation does not take the time that it used no. to. And I am I am certainly, and I don't think Shades is either, saying that uh, it's easy work. You no, know, computer that animation is, is easy not work. what I'm saying at all. But we are saying, I think, that you have the technology aiding you. Right. That... That it's, is not an excuse it's for not a time like they were wait, like, uh It's not like Sam Jackson's been filming the Avengers for the last decade right. and he wasn't available. He or, works for your studio and, and it's animated. And Craig T. Nelson, Craig, well, I don't know what he's doing. He's not doing a whole hell of a lot. Like, so I guess it's also a big question. Like, What was what? the reason for a 14-year gap? I really don't know. When when they're so willing to do so many other sequels. And it's a guaranteed moneymaker. Yes. Because you have the new generation of people who want to see it. Yep. Who have been born after the first one came out. Right. And then you have us. And this is one that I don't even put us in a small group. Oh, no. This is a This is a universally group. loved movie. This is basically a generational mm -hmm. thing. I have never talked to a single person of any generation, but especially of my generation, who have seen The Incredibles and gone, eh, didn't do it for me. Right. You know? Strong agree. And again, I will emphasize the fact that I think Incredibles 2 was good. It was really good. Incredibles 2 yeah. was a better movie than most movies I've seen recently. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I've I knocked recently. it for, the two biggest thing that I knocked it for is mm -hmm. the, the time gap. Yeah. And the time gap. Yeah. Yeah. Timey-wimey stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my rants that I, I did write down, but we've already talked about it, was that Evelyn Dedford didn't surpass or hold up to Syndrome, but that's an impossible standard right. to hold. And it's nothing against Evelyn Dever, and I probably wouldn't have even noticed it if I didn't watch Incredibles 1 the night before, you know. And, and anyway, we've already talked Syndrome, we've already right. talked Evelyn. So I'll talk about my, my other rant. My only other rant is that two didn't have the emotional levels of one. Agreed. It was a little more middle of the road. And like one had those scenes, like the one I said where Bob's like, I'm not strong enough to lose you. Right. Oh, hit you. When um, when Helen and uh, and Violet kind of have, like Helen's panicking, trying right. to get Violet to make the bubble. And then right. Violet's like, like holding it together, almost sobbing, right. apologizing to her mom, and mom's right. like, no, that was totally unfair. I mean, right. like, it was this real I moment. I was to Yes. Like, told you to use your powers, right. And it was so, like... There was, there was a lack of urgency in this movie. Yes. And there was a lack of raw nerves, like, being yep. struck. It was... softer. I felt like they didn't know what to do with the kids in this movie. Yeah, and I mean, in the first movie, too, when you rewatch it, the kids are minor characters. And in yes. this movie, they're pretty minor as well. They're like a, they're like a side story. Yes. In this one. You could almost put their adventure in like a Jack-Jack's yes. short to the yep. side, you know? Um, they don't have a lot of interaction with their parents while their parents are... Being growing super, yeah, and grow, and yes. and learning their lessons and yada yada yada, and the kids themselves don't really learn their lessons I, yeah. either, which like I'm okay with because this movie at its heart is about the pair, Bob yes. and Helen. Yep, you know, um, but I don't know just because two didn't hit 
that emotional depth to me. I left the theater wanting. Yep. Like I didn't have that experience. And Incredibles 1 is not the only movie. I mean, Pixar, that's one of the things that I felt made Pixar Pixar movies. Right. They're animated movies, but they're not necessarily for no. kids. And that, and that the, the heart. Your kids will be entertained yes. watching it, but it's a movie for adults. But you, it's going to reach you too. You know, and it's going to, there's going to be a message in it for you that's going to hit. And it's going to hit deep. Right. You know. And um, Incredibles 2, and I can't even fault Incredibles 2 completely because I think some of the more recent Pixar movies have also fallen that, victim to that, that yeah. emotional. Cars. Yeah, I've only seen Cars 1. I haven't seen 2 and 3, so I, I can't speak yeah, I to that. I have nieces and nephews. I've seen Cars 2, but not Cars 3. Um, I didn't then see, there, then I there didn't see planes, Coco. Right? I, was that a movie, though? Yeah. Was planes, oh, okay. I didn't see was Coco. Was Coco a Pixar movie? I think it was. I didn't see it. I'd like to see it. It's um, on Netflix. Why haven't you seen it? I don't know. I just haven't gone around. I'm watching too many cartoons. Yeah, seriously. Um, Brave. I thought Brave was really good, uh, but again, it didn't. Was that Pixar? That was Pixar. It was Disney Pixar. They were yeah, but it was still yeah, yeah. Still, but it 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 lacked that. It did that. uh, You know, emotional depth. I'm gonna put it's it's kind of like going it's kind of like going to the doctor for a shot. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna hurt, but it's gonna help you. Right. You know, you're gonna feel that sting. You're gonna feel that pinch, but it's for your own good. Right. And it, recently, I think Pixar has just been like, well, I think we're answering we what those 14 years about were about just by way of like just geeking out, geeking out. I am geeking out. There are a lot of. There are a lot were, of movies, that but they, they were not about. guaranteed hits and they were not. No, it's I still don't think it merits the 14. Years. I don't think it. I, I, I would honestly just be interested. I'm not even saying it like in a mad yeah, demanding just, way, like, why was it this? I'm just really interested. Like, why? What, what was the decision? You this had to have been on the table, right, from the beginning, right? Incredibles two. We should do it. There well, was, instead right. of that, let's do blah blah right. blah 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 blah. Why? Why? Well, right. Why? What was the reason? I'm just curious. I'm not mad, guys. I'm not mad. Right. I'm just flummoxed. I don't have any more rants though, because I love I have them. I have two more rants. Okay. Frozone is still the token black guy. Mm-hmm. A cool token black oh, guy. Very cool. Yeah. But in terms of like growing and changing, mm-hmm. that was his story. Yep. And that's problematic. Okay. Because l- 14 years have passed. Mm-hmm. And in a world where you can go anywhere and do anything, mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. and you have a movie where you're having the gathering of world leaders, it was so bland and so homogenous. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? And I, this is another case of being tone deaf to what is happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. And you could make the argument that it's an animated movie and it takes time to animate these things, but then we come back to the 14-year problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Frozone to me was egregious in this. And it could have been as simple as Showing us honey best. Oh, you think so? I think it could have been as simple as giving us a little bit more of honey and showing us that relationship. I think... Something. Because... He needed to be more than just a token. And it looked like they were going to do it, like he was going to have an adventure with the kids. Yeah. And we'd see how awesome Uncle Lucius actually is. Right. And we didn't get it. Right. I think... A wasted opportunity. 
I think this was a a pick and choose problem. Okay. From the production side. Okay. I think this was a um, we really want to make hell in the standout. Yep. Of this, we're committed to that idea. We need to make sure that the kids we show that the kids fit in this family, that they can hold their own, blah, 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 stuff like that. I'm just saying I think those were the, that's sure. where those decisions came from. I think the decision not to show Honey is just, is, is they're like, well, that was a great scene from the first movie. Let's make it a trope that Honey's always off screen. I'm not saying it was the right, right. decision to make. I'm just saying I think that was the production decision of, oh, let's do it again. Right. And it'll be funny. And everyone will go, I remember that. That right. was really funny. I think if we do Incredibles 3, I'm not mad yet. Right. I was disappointed because I love me Frozone. Yeah. I mean, Frozone is my hero out of those, out yeah, of those core three. Rare. I love Frozen. I think his powers are so fucking cool. And just and the way he uses so cool. them, yes. too. He's so clever about using them, just like uh, Helen is about her. Yep. He uses his ice powers in such a way that no other ice user yeah. in comics and he's got, games And he's got his them. gadgets that go along with his ice right. powers. You know? um, I know you're a big fan of the skates. Big fan of the skates and yep. the skis and, the skis. and the, uh, everything. Oh, yep. so good. That I have to chalk up to Edna. Good job, Edna. Yes. Good, good job. job. Um, he also, I mean, it would be so easy. That's a, that's a ni another nice nod to one of your raves about Frozone. It'd be so easy to, while he's a superhero, hide the fact that he's African-American. Right. No need. Who, he doesn't care. Yeah. And for the most part in this world, we see nobody else nobody does. Else's. It's a nice message. But... I was disappointed because I didn't get more and I just love him and I, I just love right. seeing him do stuff. I will be offended if when they do Incredibles 3... Because we know they're going to do it. We know they're going to do it. I mean, it's tremendously successful and I think... I think I don't think we're the only ones asking why did it take 14 years. Right. I, think, I think we'll get an Incredibles 3 and we'll get it much sooner. Right. Um, I think it will be... Because like, in theory, Incredibles could go on forever. They really could. Because like Dash will grow up, yep. and he will as long as they keep hero, having kids, you know what I mean? Still be yeah, they'll always be Incredibles. I think it will be a huge misstep if Incredibles three is not told from Frozone's from Lucius's yeah. perspective, and if they focus on the kids. I mean, obviously, you need the Incredibles in there, right? Um, because then it's not an Incredibles movie. But I think it needs to focus on him because he the, he's one of the core three. He's right. he's one of the three pillars that that are rebuilding this superhero society. Right. Bob got his story. Helen got her story. Frozone it will be grievous is. if now we skip Frozone right. to focus on the kids. Because Lush, he's, he's clutch. Yeah. He's the Batman of this universe. Mm -hmm. He's the guy you call when the shit hits the fan yep. and you, you need a save. Yep. And that's the role he facilitates in both Incredibles 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. he's, he's like, he's not part of the family, but he is. Yeah. He's like super cool and everybody wants to be him and he and he's clutch. Yep. And I mean he he is like you said he is family. Like right. when he goes to get the kids oh, yeah. and realizes they're in danger, he 
basically sacrifices himself oh, yeah. so that they can escape. Yep. 100%. He puts these kids above himself just like any parent would yep. of their own children. And um and again, like I said, I'm not I'm not I'm not like upset about the honey thing because like I get I'm like, oh okay, they're just continuing that. Sure, and I'll I'll go along with that. It's like Howard's mother on, on Big Bang Theory yeah. that, that you never see. However, if they do focus on Frozone in the third, which we have to see sketch honey. is going on record right, right. now. It now, would now be you have to do a it. grievous misstep. Yeah, now now well, you, and, sketch. and you have to you have to make it big. Right. Like you have to, okay, for the whole movie, just always have her off scene. Right. But then have her have like an epic reveal. Right. Towards the end of the movie. And of course, she's also going to have powers. Do you think so? I do. Because I like the idea of her not having powers. I think they've done something very clever. What? They've named her Honey. Mm -hmm. I think she's going to be a play on uh, Bumblebee or Wasp. Okay. That would be fun. That'd be fun. I think... I think it would be so cool to have her she's not have normal. powers. She's just normal, but she holds her own with Frozone just because she's just she's she's a strong independent she's a woman. Strong We've never seen her, woman. and we know that. And we know that she like Frozone is so cool. Like this, is I a, have the greatest good you will ever know. This is a guy. So I good. mean, it, I'm totally one hundred percent believing that Frozone or Lucius. We'll just say Lucius because yeah. he doesn't have to be Frozone. First, right, 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 right. Could be a total ladies' man. Just like a oh, total yeah. playboy. I mean, he's like a Billy Dee Williams. I mean, right. he's got the charisma. He's got the cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but he is, re- he is recognized. Just by looking at his, his, his pad. Oh, yeah. He's oh, it's so swanky. Smooth. Yes, he's smooth. Oh, yeah. Beyond smooth. But he's said, no, this is the woman I want to settle down with. Right. This, uh, right, this, right, right, I, right, I don't, right, I don't right, want right. that. Right. I want this one woman. Yep. I want to be in a, in a committed relationship with this one woman. And then like... To find out that I mean, she's not super or anything. Like she's just. I won't be disappointed either way. Yeah, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't yeah. be disappointed. I think that's way. fun though. Um, and then I think it would be fun, like if they had kids and. and oh, either, like there's a time jump. Yeah, and either they didn't have powers, and then he was coming to terms with that, or they did have powers, and she was holding her own against them, and, <laughs> and like and like still leading the family. A family you know? of supers. I think that would be fun too. Normal, like, but I think we both agree that you, you ha- the third movie has to be... Guys, frozen. I want to take that back. Normal mom. Every mom's super. Every mom that, is uh, take super. Take that back and do a little uh, retcon there. Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day. Yep. Because every day is Mother's every Day. Every day is Mother's Day. Just like <laughs> Christmas. Do you have any more rants? Uh, just one. Okay. I don't have any more, so go ahead. Screen slaver. Mm-hmm. Evelyn. Yeah. Monologues. A lot. Yeah. And after the first film... You got me monologue. You sly dog. It skewered the villain trope of monologuing yeah. so mercilessly, so beautifully. Yep. How? And there was no way for her to stand up to Syndrome. Yeah. How do you allow your villain to monologue after that? Yeah. Yeah, a real bummer. That was just egregious. Yeah. Did you? When did you suspect that it was Evelyn? Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. 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 It's really hard for me to remember in two thousand four. But when did you suspect Syndrome was behind everything? Oh, I haven't seen the movie recently. Yeah. I want to say. I don't remember how they revealed him. They revealed. Bob was working for Syndrome for a while, but they never showed Syndrome. And right. it wasn't until he flew in 
it, like so I I honestly in the first movie when I, I first saw it suspecting I never thing. suspected it was going to be Buddy. Right. That that yeah. I thought that story had come to its conclusion. Right. It was a little side off, right. you know, distracting Bob from getting to his wedding. Yada yada right. yada. Right, right, right. And then to reveal that syndrome I mean when syndrome shows up and he looks like Buddy then right. you're like, "Oh, oh wow." Yeah. But as soon as Evelyn is on screen, yes. You're like, "Oh, oh that's Okay, crazy. that's going to be our our villain for the for the movie." Um the minute the minute they revealed that she was a tech person and the villain was like tech based, yeah, tech based, it yeah. was a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Immediately, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, that was my last rant. That's fine. We we really like these movies. Yeah, we really really do. And I I get the biggest yeah my two biggest rants mm -hmm. aren't necessarily the fault of the movie itself. But the people deciding making the decisions, yeah, to make the decisions of of when it comes out mm -hmm. and then what happened in between, yeah, and it's problematic, guys. It but was it's still a great movie. It was there. Um, it guys, was an I give obstacle. This universe in it was an obstacle. The the production staff had to 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 get over was was when they were allowed to make it. Right. How long they had to wait. And it shows. Big have, questions? Yeah, do you have any big questions? I do. I have two. I have four. Why don't you start us off? I will. What about the Underminer? What about the Underminer? He gets away. He does get away. No one goes after him. No one goes after him. Or gives him a second thought. And uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, and uh, I know Sketch missed this, the spoilers, the end credit scene is of his drill vehicle silhouetted you know. driving off. Yeah, I... Um, it's a big loose end. My theater... There were mishaps at my theater, some technical difficulties, so I didn't get an after credit scene. I'm sorry for uh, that. That's okay. That's okay. Because uh, at least it, it didn't... It wasn't crazy. No, and it didn't cut off any of the movies, so, so that was fine. Um, but uh, also, Bon Voyage got away in Incredibles. Bon Voyage, yeah. Uh, bon Voyage... Is a bomb-throwing villain, yes. remember? And for all intents and purposes, has been out there for, like... 20 years at Well, this point. I don't know if you subscribe to the uh, the Pixar theory that all of these movies are interrelated I and do. interconnected. I do, in fact. Bon Voyage shows up in Ratatouille in contemporary Paris. Oh, wow. He's does a, he really? Yes, he I've does. never seen Ratatouille. He, oh, you have to see Ratatouille. Didn't it's Ratatouille a great come out one. before Incredibles? No. no. Ratatouille came out after Incredibles. It's We're a, slowly answering this question of 14 years. It is a great I will. Pixar I'll give it a chance. It's probably in my top five. Bomb Voyage. It's, yes. It just as a mime on the streets of Paris. But you're sure it's him? 100%. So he gave up being a villain. Or he's just casing a joint, or I don't know what, but he is a mime on the streets of Paris <laughs> in uh, contemporary Paris. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi. That's not even my recommendation for this episode, but I'm going to throw it in right now. If you okay. haven't seen Ratatouille, see Ratatouille. It's a really uh, good I movie. I will give it a shot. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I'm going to let you do another big question because I only have two. One of them's light and one of them's really not light. Okay. Did they release the framed pizza guy after it was revealed that he was innocent? I'd because the like movie to ends... Think so. We know he's innocent, yeah, and he's not set free. I'd like to think he is. Um, that's also where we get our Pizza Planet reference yes, in this, uh, in this Planet, movie because yeah. he, he drove pizza the Pizza Planet, Planet is truck. In every every Pixar movie. Pixar movie except for Incredibles one. Right. So they answered that by having him be 
in this one. And they also nod to the fact that Pizza Planet is probably a new restaurant at that time because it's based off right. of like a Domino's. Mm -hmm. um, or a, what was the other one called? Papaginos. Right. Like that, yep. Which would have started around that time. Um, but it is in two, which takes place immediately after one. There we go. I think he has, he had to have been. Okay. Unless, unless one of my big questions will, uh -oh. actually one of my big questions uh -oh. will go into that. But I'm going to save my bigger big question. Okay. I'm going to ask my, my easier one first. Which you've already answered part of it is if you, if you um, subscribe to the Pixar theory. Okay. Which guys, the Pixar theory in a nutshell is just that all of these movies are their own extended universe. They all take place within the same universe. I could never do the theory justice. So just Google it, guys. Right. Just YouTube it's, it. It's pretty compelling. People do you make, subscribe to it? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People make very strong cases yes. for why all these movies take place in the same. So my question is, if we are agreeing that um, these movies do, take right? place in the same universe, do you think that when Jack-Jack, Mm -hmm. uh, one of his 17 powers shown in the movie is that he can kind of teleport to an alternate dimension for a short period of time before yes. coming back to our dimension. Could that dimension that he teleports to be the dimension that the monsters live in from Monsters, Inc.? And that the closet doors they have in Monsters, Inc. are just gateways through to our dimension? Yes. Okay. And when he goes through his portal it's like electric blue and for some reason yeah, i connect like that to the whatever the glowing uh, when they bring the fear yeah the scream the, the screams the screams mm -hmm. for some reason i believe that it was like glowing blue yeah i don't know if we ever see it it's in canisters always yeah. but it, it very well it's been a while since i saw Me too. monsters inc i'm gonna say strong yes but then that could explain why he the dimension of monsters and why he shape shifts into a monster and why he shape shifts into a monster sure because his the power isn't that he turns into a monster he can shape shift correct we've only seen him turn into that monster so far maybe let's okay. see what what have we seen He's so a fire far? breathing monster he 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 yep he, he lights in fire he has laser vision he transports yep. in, uh he can multiply yes that's a terrifying one for yes, new parents holy shit i mean all of them are terrifying you have nightmares about that not yet okay but i'm sure once uh my kids like moving around right i will but all of the all of the powers are terrifying for right. new parents yeah. violet turns invisible could you imagine setting down your baby coming back and they're gone wow they're just gone <laughs> dash runs at the speed of like whatever right. another baby just gone, gone. <laughs> and then Jack-Jack dimension hops. What if he I doesn't, mean, yeah, what if he doesn't come back? Bob and Helen Ooh. should be like in a mental asylum, just like <laughs> rocking back and forth in a padded room. That would drive anyone crazy. Whew, wow. All right. All right, you got another big question? Yes. Okay. I'm going to save my, my big one. Okay. Give my throwaway. Okay. What will Jack-Jack's permanent power actually be? Oh, you think he'll settle on one power? Yeah. See, I can't pick one because I they, don't think he will. In the first movie, they say that, like, the kind of like how a baby's eye color can change mm -hmm. up until a certain amount of time. They say that, like, power the Pez powers might not solidify yet. Well, let's think about this. I See, I think he will maintain all of them. All the powers. And this is why I think that. Okay. Each of the kids' names are representative of their powers. Right. Violet, 
can turn invisible. Ultraviolet. And, oh, right. Ultraviolet. Yep. Uh, Dash, obviously, dashes around. Right. He's really fast. Jack is Jack because he's a jack of all trades. So I think uh, being Jack Jack, he's he's just he has this bag of tricks. Gotcha. Now I think, unless I missed it in the movie, I thought they deposited that they have a natural sequence. It it seems to be that Jack Jack can't just turn into Fire Baby whenever he wants. That he seems to have like he goes from Fire Baby to Monster to blah 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 to blah blah blah. That seems to be what Edna Except said. Except they use him as a laser rifle. At they one do, point. but maybe that was the power up at at the time. I don't know, but I think that would be like because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise Jack Jack is too powerful as an adult. Right. I mean, his weakness right now is he's a baby. Right. Once he grows up and has all these, he's way too powerful. Right. And, he, of a and super. can he combine them? Can he be like a right. flaming version of the right. monster, like that Hulk monster? That's too powerful for this universe. I think the perfect weakness or handicap to give him is that they have to be in sequence. Uh, and Edna made him the suit that allowed them to choose which one mm. at which time. Yeah. I think that would be. I don't know. That'd be neat. Um, so I don't think he'll settle on one. Just okay. mainly my biggest clue being his name. That's a good answer to that Jack. question. Thank you. My last question goes into the realm of conspiracy theory. So do you want to do yours? Sure. Okay. What was Evelyn's endgame? What was Screenslaver's endgame? So like, let's posit a world in which yes. Elastigirl doesn't make it onto the plane mm-hmm. and doesn't catch her. Mm-hmm. Her brother's dead. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want the company. No. Does she just go into hiding? I think so. I think she was. She was. She didn't. She didn't play the long game the way um, Syndrome did. No. I mean, she had no long. Game. She had no long game. She was I'm literally kill all in the it. remaining supers. Yes. And make the whole world hate and them. And make the world hate them so that they. But then will she never doesn't get take over the world. In power she doesn't get to go back to her company. She doesn't no, get to and live I, the life that she was living. And I don't think she wants that. I, I mean, I don't think that's important to her. I think this is it. This is it for her. So she has no endgame. She has no endgame. That's that, kind of that, bad storytelling. This is her endgame. That's kind of bad storytelling. Yeah, like she... I'm almost surprised. I guess I'm not surprised because it's a kid's movie. I'm almost surprised that she tried to get away. Like you'd almost right. expect to her to be stay like on the boat, yeah, and like this die is, with her brother, right? Yeah. So like, why, why try yeah. and get away? Yeah, is the question then? Probably just it's a kids' movie, and it gives Helen one last person to save at the end. I'll take it. And Void got to step up and do some cool voiding with those little portals. Interesting. I don't well, know. I'll take it. But uh, again, you know, Evelyn just didn't compare. No. The syndrome. Yeah. All right, you ready for mine? I am. Okay. I wrote this one in a in a a, a dark room lit only by the, <laughs> the 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 blue glow of a staticky TV. Oof, uh, wow. And I had pictures all over my my wall connected with yarn and thumbtacks. Oh, and boy. I was wearing a tinfoil hat. Okay. That okay. is a visual right there. Okay. This is my theory. Long time listener, you wist, you missed it. Sketch got a little wild, yes. wild idea there for a minute. This is my theory. Okay. Okay. Follow me on this. The government is that a is that a water bottle of your own urine there? No, that is uh, Grandma's uh, sweet tea or whatever. Oh, yeah. Enjoy that. The government. Yes. The gover- that's how all great conspiracy the theories start. The government is the ultimate villain in this universe. Okay. Okay. They have 
zero regard for human life. They and and this is this is depicted in the movie because the go- government officials tell. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Oh, the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Okay. We'll get into the other one later. Gotcha. Um, the government officials tell Bob and Helen that they should have just let Underminer go. Right. And that insurance is in place to pay for all the damages. Well, I have a question about that later. This is this is a, a world in which superheroes have been outlawed for 14 years. Right. I don't know if you know this, but supervillains don't follow laws. Right. So superpowered villains have been terrorizing the city for 14 years. 14 years, years right. With nothing but insurance. Insurance. It's we we just established in that in that line that there is no uh, preventative measure, measures. Right. There is no government-run agency that comes in and takes care of villains. Right. They just let villains do whatever they want, and they and then they pay just pay for the damages. Pay for the damages, but you can't pay for the loss of human life, which right. is going to happen in all of these villain attacks. The yes. government has also shown in this movie that they have the technology to erase, alter, and implant new memories. Right. I hypothesize that after these villain attacks and people die, family members are gathered up and their memories of those family members just erased. are erased to keep the masses docile and compliant with these rampant villain attacks that happen, I would say, on a daily basis, while the government just pays to fix and reimburse companies. I have more evidence. <laughs> In this universe... In this universe, there are no good Samaritan or duty to rescue laws. In, okay. in, in our universe, we have right. good Samaritan laws, which is basically like if you if you see something, do and, something about right. it. You are protected by law if you are right. doing what you think is right from your ability right. level. Like if you have the opportunity to... Um, Go into a burning guys. I'm not suggesting you go into a burning house, but if you're able to help someone get right. out of their burning house before the fire department can get there, if you uh, find, it's not trespassing. If you find someone who's been struck by a car, yes, and like you could you could block the traffic right, block so that traffic, no one else, so that, and it right. wouldn't be against the law. You wouldn't be obstructing yes. traffic. It that law protects you. Right. Same thing with duty to rescue. Those of you with the ability, right, have the duty. And you are liable if right. you do not. Right. You know, I, you're, I, we, you're an accessory after the fact. Right. We, I mean, I went into this at great detail when I lifeguarded for years. Right. Okay? There's a lot of laws in place. This universe does not right. have those. This right. government does not care enough right. about the people to have these laws in place. As a matter of fact, they have the opposite. They have the, they have the opposite. In the first movie, a man is legally protected in his right to kill himself. Right. Right? He is allowed to form a lawsuit against Mr. Incredible rather than force medical and therapeutic action. Okay, so the conclusion naturally is the government in this universe does not care about the people. So the question is, what is the government in this universe? Who are they? What do they want? What's their endgame? I think we're going to find out in the third movie. Because it's not a government for the people. Oh, no. The people is just biofuel for this government to keep running. <laughs> just tax revenue. Yes. Oh, we're talking about this, uh, the movie. You, you, can, you can assign it to our world if you'd like. That is, wow. But I think, it gonna... is, I think it is clear in this movie that the government has no regard for human life. 
And I think I think the evidence is there. Slow clap Thank sketch. You. That was that's well done. Wow. The whole the wow. whole movie, everything that takes place in both movies hinges on the fact that one man had the legal right to sue Mr. Incredible. Right. Because Mr. Incredible thwarted his suicide. Right. Everything hinged on that one moment. I, I, I from that with moment that. you go what right and you watch that scene and you, 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 you do a little chuckle right it's like you, a you didn't say my life you ruined my death is what he says right right and it's like a ha, ha, ha. that's right. turned on its on its head but then you stop and you think about it right and you're like oh that's fucked up right Mr. Incredible saved a man right and he's liable right and maybe it's a commentary on Liability laws running amok in our current society. Sure. Who knows? But what I do know is that it is the, the leading cost of medical expenses, the uh, malpractice insurance that mm-hmm. doctors have to carry. Absolutely. And they figure that into the cost of every procedure that they mm-hmm. that they execute. Yeah. The government of Incredibles <laughs> is out to get you. Just like imagine that meme uh, of the ancient aliens guys. Like alien. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah, right now. My room when I was coming up with this theory looked a lot like Screenslaver's lair. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. Whew. Good question. I also like Good that. Theory. I also like that his slash hers name was Screenslaver, which is obviously a pun on Screensaver, Screensaver which right. didn't exist in the world until 1984. Right. And this still movie great. takes place still in great. 1962. It's right. still fun. Because it's fun. Right. It's fun. Guys, did you not realize it was 1962? It is. It is 1962. It is established. Yes. Canonically? Is yes. that what you say? That it is 1962. There is one flash frame of a newspaper that uh, yep. Bob is reading. Yep. So it is the first chronologically in the in the Pixar movie, if you're going to watch them chronologically. Uh, except for Brave. Because oh, Brave, oh, okay. Brave takes Brave place takes in medieval in uh, Scotland. Yep, gotcha. And then big time jump. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty cool, huh? Very. Do you have any other? Do you have any more no, I'm conspiracy of... theories? Doing the conspiracy theory for this one really made me want to like do conspiracy theories for, for other everything. Ones, so oh, maybe it'll uh, be a new segment. Maybe it will. Sketches conspiracy theories. <laughs> Sketchy theories. Sketchy theories. There we go. There you go. You thought a lot about this. Yeah, I did. Um, you have a pitch for this one? You know, I don't because. You know, I guess good. our pitch really is that the third movie really needs to uh, be about, be about Frozen. Yeah, Frozen. Um, Frozen's so fucking cool. He really, I mean, is. He really is. so cool. He really is. Bob is... He's not cool. He's lame. I mean, his powers are lame, but it's kind of fun because right. he, he is personifying that, like, Superman-esque character. Yes. Uh, without, like, the, the, the full bag of tricks that Superman has. Right. Like, Bob can't fly. Bob is, just, laser vision. Bob is just durable and right. really strong. He's indestructible. And Bob has to work out Not to maintain vulnerable. it. Too, you know? It's a tick reference for you there, guys. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, he does. He has to work out and maintain his physique, but he is, uh, he's indestructible and super strong, but he... He still has to work for it. Yeah, still has to work for it. And the fact that he learns that his biggest weakness is losing his family. His heart. Yeah. He just has to make sure he never loses his family again. Touching Good luck with that. Stuff. In, uh, touching, touching stuff. In what's to come. Yep. Remember, the government's going to come out. The government. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. 
and like, oh, and, and like the agency that at least made people forget that they lost family members mm -hmm. folds as a result of going after Underminer, right? They, they dissolved that. They dissolved the superhero prote protection aspect. Oh, okay. So they will no longer There's, be... So the nefarious wing that, that does all of the shady stuff is still active. Oh, yeah, certainly. But now they don't... The, they dissolved the, the section that uh, has been protecting supers and gotcha. giving them an alternate identity. Gotcha. Yada, yada, yada. Witness protection, basically. Yep. That part has been done away with. Yeah. Yikes. So uh, that's Incredibles. We're gonna end on that happy, uh, that happy uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, I think it's compelling. Well done. Thank you. Uh, I guess brings that brings us, us to Shades and Sketch recommendations. recommendations. You want to start us off on this one? Yeah, I am going to recommend the uh, Netflix, Netflix reimagined doing great stuff. Voltron Legendary Defender. Very good. Very good. Guys, it is so good. Are you current? I'm current. Okay. I've watched everything that's uh, available, and the sixth season will come out... August 7th. August 7th. So probably it's already out by the time this episode's out. Yes, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so good. And in, what a slow burn yeah. from where it started. Really? The first couple episodes, really the first half of the first season. And then, I mean, it really turns the Voltron idea on its head. Mm -hmm. And um, it, you know, explores... You know, every kind of archetype and trope that's out there, not just in cartoons, but like uh, Koran was kind of like a tough character to life at like at first. Mm -hmm. He's like super goofy. Yeah. But he's clutch. Mm -hmm. He's the guy, like he's the guy that... Ah, princess! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also, the, the actor was like the NPC in, in uh, Jumanji, Jumanji, Welcome to the, the jungle. jungle. Yep. He also plays a character on um, Wrecked on yes. TBS. Yep. And uh, just what a great show. And in terms of cartoons, animation in general has really been dumbed down uh, in the last decade. Oh, yeah. And I would say for the, it's certainly the best thing that's out there right now. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better than the original Voltron. The original Voltron was a combination of, they took a bunch of Japanese animation shows that had been canceled, mm -hmm. and they cut them together to okay. make Voltron. Okay. And different seasons of Voltron had different iterations okay. of things. And, um, and yet beloved. Beloved. Yeah. But this, you know, the, the, What's happening on screen doesn't always seem to match what's yeah. happening with the voices. I don't the story think I ever watched original Voltron. Original Power Rangers, like yeah. a mashup of a bunch of different shows yeah. that had been put together. Well, I am. I just finished season two oh, of Voltron. Season three is where so, everything kind of so I um, takes off. I am watching it. I'm just uh, I'm, yeah. I'm taking my time, but Enjoy based it. on your recommendation, maybe I'll, I love it. This I'll last turn up my timetable. Particularly good. It also, I mean, I, I I'm not basing this on any fact, but who cares, yeah. right? It, it seems to me like it's it's is it done by the same studio that did Avatar because the animation quality is oh maybe strikingly uh, it's DreamWorks similar. DreamWorks animation. I know DreamWorks, yeah, but I I don't know if they got like the same animation like team animators. I, that'd be something to look into um, because maybe we'll do it an is episode on it in the future. It is so. Um, so well done. It's very well done. And they got a lot of voice actors that, oh, yeah. that you would recognize. Yep. I know um, 
One of the characters is voiced by Finn from mm -hmm. uh, Adventure Time. Yep. And I think, isn't one of them voiced by uh, Bolin from yep. Legend of Korra? Um, so it's just a well-made show. I recently went to um, an anime convention near me, and I was surprised to see how many Voltron cosplays there were. There were so many. And I'm not talking about like people dressed up as Voltron, but as as the the core members of Team Voltron. That's impressive. I'm yeah. glad to hear so that. So I think it's really found a a fan base. I'm glad because it it seemed like it um, it seemed like it had some trouble finding its legs in the first two seasons. So I'd say I found I'm glad, them. I'm glad it's caught on and and people are responding because that means they'll make more seasons. Yeah, and I'll need to catch up. I will. Sketch, what are you going to recommend? I am going to recommend another Disney movie. Okay. And this is a purely Disney animation studio movie. Um, I'm going to rec recommend Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, okay. Did you see Wreck-It Ralph? I did. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think Wreck-It Ralph is, to date, the closest that Disney animation studios alone has gotten to that Pixar feel. Yeah. Of the, that it really... I didn't realize that wasn't a Pixar movie. It was not a Pixar movie. It was wow. one of the first separated. Wow. Um, and it's it's purely Disney animation, not Pixar. Good job. Um, but it really... It can really hit you in the feels. Oh, yeah. And it's unexpected. And sequel coming, right? Sequel's Ralph coming. breaks the internet. One of the reasons I am recommending Wreck-It Ralph right now is because right now it's pure and good. Right. And I'm worried about the second one. I am also worried about the second Based one. Based on the trailer. Watch it before it comes so, out. So, yeah, I think that's... Enjoy it while you can. That's the, the main crux of my recommendation is I'm recommending you watch it before Wreck-It Ralph 2 comes out, if you have not seen it. It's a really heartwarming story. Uh, it, it, it's about self-identity and how you see yourself. Uh, it's about acceptance. It's about the importance of your role in a community. There's a lot of good messages for kids and adults. And you really feel like it's made by people who get video games. Oh, strong agree. And grew strong up agree. in arcades and understand what makes different genres of video games different from each other. They're not just, right. quote, video, video games. games. Um, so, highly recommend Wreck It... Ralph from Disney Animation Studios. Great. That's my recommendation. What are you going to take? What am I going to take? Yeah. From The Incredibles? Yeah. You have to ask. I'm, I don't I'm going to take my super suit. Fantastic. What are you going to take? I'm going to take the Incredicar. I assume that Edna can just make Frozen another. I'm not like yeah, leaving him high no. and dry. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. sure he has a backup. But we really don't need to um, take anything because... We're going to basically probably stay, here. stay here permanently. Yeah. Whoa. Did something rumble? Did you feel... Whoa. Did you say volcano? Active the volcano. Of this episode? You know, we're recording in the lava room. I don't remember there being this much lava when we started this uh, episode. I'm going to activate the boat mode on the Incredicar. That Let's, might uh, be why... Go -Go? Yeah, that might be why it's vacant. Oh, wow. And perhaps uh, we should... Uh, should head out. Guys, while we're while we're packing while up. While we're doing that, um, if you have not yet, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review pack faster. Uh, it really whoa, whoa, makes gosh. the difference in boosting the profile of the show. 
And you can always just contact us uh, with ideas for future shows or just if you've liked shows that we've done before. If you want us to do more of a specific genre or time oh, yeah. frame of shows, if you like nostalgia or current or TV over movies, video games, whatever. Geek out with we us. We want to know. Let yeah, us know. Not. You can do that on Facebook. Geeking out just with Shades and Sketch. Sketch. You can email us. Go with Shades and Sketch. Or on Twitter at Shades and Sketch. There's lots of ways to reach us, as long as this lava, lava doesn't, doesn't reach us get, first. Get in, get in the car. Get in the car. Woo. Get in the car. Get in the car. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time.